this, 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 this show is brought to you by Safety FM. The views and opinions expressed on this podcast are those of the host and its guest and do not necessarily reflect the official policy or position of the company. Examples of analysis discussed within this podcast are only examples. They should not be utilized in the real world as the only solution available as they are based only on very limited and dated open source information. Assumptions made within this analysis are not reflective of the position of the company. No part of this podcast may be reproduced, stored in a retrieval system, or transmitted in any form or by any means, mechanical, electronic, recording, or otherwise, without prior written permission of the creator of the podcast, Jay Allen. Thanks for joining us today for Ted Speaks with your host, Ted Carew, the Positive Safety Coach. As co-host and Ted's wife, I have the added task of keeping Ted in line and laughing at his jokes, which isn't always easy. My name is Barb Carew. We are coming to you from Milwaukee, Wisconsin, home of the Brewers, Miller Beer, and the Fonz. How could it get any better than that? Our podcast focuses on sharing ideas with business owners and safety professionals to keep employees safe and families together. Our passion for keeping people safe is the reason Total Health and Safety Solutions was created. This is how Ted is able to share his 25 years of safety experience by supporting companies around the globe in their efforts to strengthen their health and safety process. Please join us in welcoming Jim Hawk. Jim Hawk is co-owner with his brother Jeff of Black Hawk Heating, Cooling Electrical Plumbing, founded in 1956. Blackhawk is a family-owned and operated business providing service throughout the Fox Valley and surrounding areas. They are proud to conduct business based on a firm foundation of honesty, integrity, family values, comfort, service, reliability, and trust. They have a strong reputation in the community. Hey, Jim, how are you doing today? I'm doing good, Ted. How about yourself? Uh, good. Hey, I'm very glad to have you on uh, Ted Speaks today and, and kind of learn more about you and your company. Well, I'm excited to be here and I'm looking forward to having a little conversation with you. And, and every time I do have a conversation with you, it always uh, it always puts a smile on my face. So I'm looking forward to it as well. <laughs> <laughs> so, did you hear that, Barb? Do you hear that? I do put I don't, smile I don't on people's I don't know if faces. I can relate to every time, but okay. <laughs> you haven't known him as long as I have, Jim. But. Right. Yeah. It's just, it's just, we're still... We're still in the dating phase. Yes, right? yes, exactly. <laughs> Can you tell the listeners a little bit of background about you and your business? Sure. So, so uh, Black Rock Heating. Um, it's uh, we're located in uh, in Greenville, Wisconsin, um, and uh, the company uh, was formed in the fifties. Uh, my dad purchased it uh, back in uh, nineteen eighty nine. Um, he had worked for his uncle and his uh, grandfather, who also had a heating company. So, um, with my brother and I joining. Uh, our dad, we are the fourth generation heating family. He bought a company called Blackie's Heating Service and then uh, changed the name in the early 90s to Black Hawk to incorporate our last name that's been in the area and doing heating for so long. And we've just been slowly growing the business, um, little by little, adding the right people. And and um, we've expanded into plumbing and uh, electrical over the years. So we've been a home service, mostly residential. And it's one of those things where we've really had a great time just... Um, 
building the company in the sense of uh, having to watch employees learn the trades and, and bringing people along and taking care of customers and, and just being so immersed in, in the home service construction industry. So that's who, that's who, that's who Blackhawk is right now. That's, and, I'm, and I'm part of the leadership team here. Um, one of the owners. So it's, it, we're lucky and blessed to have this opportunity in front of us. Yeah, Jim, thank you for, um, you know, sharing that with our listeners. That kind of brings me to my first question here is I just listened to what you said and know that there has to be a lot of work that goes behind being an owner. So I'm sure being an owner comes with many responsibilities. And what have you found helps keep all the parts of a business running smoothly? It's not like you're just responsible for this or that. It's kind of like you have the whole the whole kit and caboodle. Kind of have to have your fingers in a little bit of everything, but not in everything. In, yeah. In, you know. <laughs> so what helps yeah. kind of, well, you know, make that run smoothly? Well, the first thing is it never runs smoothly. You know, I mean, I think that's the first thing you have to get over is the idea. Of, I had to get over was the idea of perfectionism, right? So, mm-hmm. um, and, 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 you know, thinking back to the beginning, when I started out in this industry, um, I was the one out in the field. So, I had to understand that the person that I trained would never do it like I did it. Like they might do it 90% to what I would do it, but they didn't own the business. So they weren't going to do it a hundred percent. And I had to learn to accept that, but then also make sure that they still gave a hundred percent to the customer satisfaction level. Right. Mm-hmm. So it'll never, it never is ever um, perfect, but I always equate it to sometimes um, you see in the old, the old magicians or circus acts where they had plates spinning on, posts right and so my objective is to have several plates to keep spinning and as one is starting to lose speed you run over and get the other one going and so it's a constant motion to keep them all going and then what i found is as we build the business you bring people on board that have the capacity and ability to help you spin those plates so that you can do more plates or you can do less spinning yourself right it just depends on what your objectives are yeah, I like that visual of the spinning plates. And I was just, that was going to be um, another part of my question, and you kind of answered it, is being um, someone who needs kind of to look over everything, I would think delegating is an important aspect of what you need to do. And you you kind of said you have to bring on people that can keep those plates spinning because one person can't run the whole show. So delegating, um, I'm assuming, is a big part of what you need to do and focus on, correct? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and part of that, when you look at delegating, I mean, that's a conversation I have with our managers too, is, is when you look at delegating, again, but they'll never do it just to your expectations. They'll do it really, really close. And, but I think, but they're going to do it different, right? Um, and part of the problem that we always have is, as managers and myself, I guess I should lump everybody into it, but making sure I share that message and the mission that if I, I'm not saying it enough that they're so sick of hearing it. I'm not saying it enough. If they're not sick of hearing it, I'm not saying it enough. I can keep repeating myself <laughs> to be able to get that message across. And, and Ted, you know that extremely well when you talk about safety because it, mm-hmm. it becomes that aspect if you can say it one time, and, and you've said it a thousand times, but if they only heard you one or two times, right. it, they don't, it doesn't sink in. And as you grow a company and you have managers, that's one thing that I've noticed is, yeah, I've, I've done this my entire life. I do it, you know, how many hours a day, how many hours a week, how, you know, a month, a year. And some of these the new people, maybe they've only done it for a year or two. So they have no idea of some of the things that we've encountered. And so I have to keep telling them over and over, if you see this, this that's what this means. If you have to, you know, how do you handle this situation? And to make sure that you share that message, you know. And, um, and, th- and that's not always easy, is it? That's not always easy. 
doing that. No, no, because you feel like a broken record, right? You feel right. like your crazy uncle at Thanksgiving <laughs> who's, just, who's on repeat. So you always are like, oh, they don't yeah. need to hear that story again. But they do need to hear that story right. again. So you do have to be that crazy uncle at Thanksgiving. Yes. Yeah. I, I, th- I think we all have those uncles like that, right? <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> yes, we all have to. You know, so somebody in the family, somebody in the family has to carry that, that torch, bear that torch of repeating the stories over and over. You know, um, providing an excellent product and service is very important to Black Hawk. And it gives, uh, you're, you're, you've been very successful at it, at doing this. What factors do you think attribute to, attribute really to your success? Uh, people. It, it still boils down to people, right? Mm-hmm. I think you have to have the people, you have to hire people and have teammates that do share that vision of wanting to take care of the customer, wanting to do things right. Um, it really does boil down to that because if you don't, you can make all the policies in the world and do all the training in the world, but if the person doesn't have the internal integrity or in the character Drive. to do the job right, yep. it doesn't matter, right? So it really boils down to having the right people on the right teammates. Yeah, I think in any business that is really important. Not always easy to find, and sometimes you go through trials and tribulations. But like Ted said, not only does Blackhawk have an excellent product for their uh, consumers, but you had mentioned too, customer satisfaction is so important. And, you know, how people don't realize how important that is, you know, even if you have a great product, if you can't back it up with that personal touch and the right people, um, you won't be as successful. And, you know, Blackhawk gets that. And so it's important to hear. I don't think we can, you know, say, say that enough. Um, Talking about that and when you are growing your business and you have more people that you're bringing on, when we talk about safety, how is safety viewed by Blackhawk and is it hard to get everyone kind of on the same page when you're working with numerous people? Yeah, I mean, that's a really good question because safety safety is just such an interesting topic for someone who grew up in the field. Mm-hmm. Um, and Ted knows this, you know, the, the short time we've worked quite a few months here already now and it's it's, it's actually, it's hard. Um, safety, safety to me, it's hard um, at times because um, growing up in a family business, my objective is to get the job done, right? So right. I would look at a project that I was physically working on and I would be like, well, I can get up there and get that done before I get the safety harness out of the truck, right? <laughs> so why am I going to I got to get this done. I have, I'm not and you're, you're the only family. person ever that, that, that had <laughs> right, that thought, right? right? Ever. You're the only one that's got that thought. And people that don't own a business have that thought, right? right. Anybody in, <laughs> exactly. uh, working in the trade do. But as I look at it, I want to get home with my family. I have 18 jobs to get done today. If I have to take this much time with these jobs, I'm never going to get them done. But that's something to think if I don't do that, I may not go with my family for a long time. I may be laid up somewhere, right? Right. Um, so, so part of it is over the years, I've had to, that's like, like delegating. I've had to realize that, okay, I was really good at making judgment calls on what was safe and wasn't safe for my own personal self, right? But then when I look at it, is now I'm charged with responsibility of employees, and I have to make sure that we as a company, go as we go forth, I can't trust that their judgment might be the same as mine. And we have to have a uni- uniformity on what is safe and what is not. So... That's that. That's a difficult challenge that my brother and I face. Is okay. Yeah, you know, we we would. I mean, he's missing part of his finger um, because of his lack of safety. Um, but he did get the job done. Um, 
but so it's that, that aspect of it, that that's our hardest challenge and in the past. And as we got through that, we realized, okay, we need help. Like we really don't have a full comprehension of what really safety is, especially in this day and age of um, government. And then as mm-hmm. we grow the company, the size of the company becomes a bigger target. And there's just, there's more opportunity um, for us to slip up. And then we have more people and we have more judgment calls. And so we have to get this whole framework established. And that's one thing, Ted, you really helped us with is, is starting to build that framework is it's not going to be done overnight, but um, going back to how you do customer service, it boils down to people and, and that philosophy. And uh, everyone feels like they, they want to do the right thing for the customer mm-hmm. and they want to do the right thing for themselves. So the safety kind of intertwines into right. that aspect of it, of customer mm-hmm. service and doing the right thing. So I think that it's part of the whole package, right? So it, it, it's taking us time and it will take time. It's, and it's something that never ends. You're always trying to, yep. okay, what do we, what can we do better? What kind of issues are we facing? What kind of challenges? But yeah, building a safety program is, is relatively easy with the people. It was at first hard for us. And once we kind of sort of turned that switch, said, okay, this isn't about us. It's about them. How do we make sure they're safe? How do we make sure that they go home to their families at night? Um, then it becomes a lot easier. Well, then also with the growth that you've had within your own organization, I mean, you've gone from 30 employees to 100 in, in a very short time, you know, mm-hmm. and, and that also affects a lot of things because you got a lot of new people and a lot of new moving parts that didn't have before, I would assume, right? Right. Yeah, exactly. And so, you know, maybe you've got, we've got some employees that have been here for 25 years and, and, you know, I know what their judgment is, right? Their mm-hmm. judgment to do the right thing and the safe thing is, is something that's been, we've worked together for 25 years. We know what we're going to do. Bring in somebody who's only been here for six months. I they don't know what I can't trust their judgment for what's safe and what's not. So right. I have to have policies, policies and procedures that we have to go through and explain to them and teach them and say, okay, this is what we feel is safe as a company, and these are where the lines are that you can't cross, and this is what you have to do when you get into a situation. And those are the things that you're helping us develop so that we can as and we continue to grow. The new people that come on are have that have that opportunity. Yeah. And I like what you said, uh, Jim, you know, you were honest in saying when you used to be the one getting it done, like you, you got that safety was important, but you also were on a time constriction and you just, you know, sometimes you think, oh, it doesn't matter. And we all know safety is important, but sometimes when you haven't experienced it, I think we all have that little bit of we think we're invincible. And mm-hmm. when we've seen someone get injured or something's happened to us, like you said, with your brother, it kind of hits closer to home. So I think making that value of safety just really important when you bring on new employees, too, because some of them might be younger, right? Yeah. I mean, you got such a wide uh, variety of, of age difference people that are going out in the, in the job market right now and as you bring them on you don't know what their values are you don't know who they worked for before yep. and, and that can really be a challenge i would think jim yeah exactly so that's why that's why what you helping you know we made the decision after we um after we talked to you and interviewed you and you interviewed us um to make sure that we're a fit and that's where we said okay this is what we need help with you know we know that this is going to be a problem for us going forward on the safety side of things because we don't have that structure and we can't trust the values of new people um, right away until we get to know who they are. And, and we want to make sure that we, and, and that we give them that value structure on safety mm-hmm. too. Cause some of them, you know, we'd have probably 20 apprentices or so and those apprentices, they don't have a value system of safety because it's never been anything that they've thought of before. Right? right. So 
this is a new opportunity. It's a fresh opportunity for them of what is safe, what is not safe, how do I handle the situation? And as an employer and a coworker, a teammate, that's my responsibility and my brother's responsibility is to make sure that we pass that on to them. Well, I know Ted has commented many times um, after working with you and the employees at Blackhawk that it's just, it's a great group of people and everyone is really willing to work and commit to safety. And that's a big part of the battle. Oh, that, that's huge. If you don't have that, you know, from Jim and Jeff from the top of the organization, it, it just doesn't happen. And I know mo- most of our listeners who are safety professionals understand what the importance of that is, uh, of getting that and driving that culture, which will eventually will drive the behaviors, you know, and that's, that's mm-hmm. really where it starts. Yeah, well, thank you. And, I, and, it's not, it, and it goes down to our management team, too. I think I hope you've seen that, too, you know, mm-hmm. um, where Joel has taken it serious and, and uh, you worked with Chad. Yep. Um, and some of the other guys as well. But, you know, with them helping push that narrative to to the rest of the teammates, yeah, you gotta you gotta walk the walk before they listen to the talk. Definitely. Right? Very very true. Hey, uh, Jim, I want to thank you for uh, being on uh, TED Speaks today. As as you know, I'm the positive safety coach. And uh, now we got to have a little fun with you. And the question okay. is, are you ready for Barbara and I to kind of give you a little, little some jokes and see how you do on these? Oh, boy, oh, boy, here comes the pressure. I, know. I think so. I'll <laughs> you, do my you, best. You know, these uh, dad jokes are always tough for us being dads. <laughs> the first one is kind of related to your business a little bit. I tried to customize it, but, Ted, you want to start off? Sure. What falls but never hits the ground? What falls but never fits the ground? Hits the ground. Hmm. Hopefully it's my head. <laughs> no, the temperature. <laughs> ah, the nice, temperature. Nice, nice. See? <laughs> Fitting for Blackhawk. Okay. That was a good one. This one I'm not sure about, but I'm going to give it my best shot. <laughs> what? Why did the man only wear one boot into town? Why did the man only wear one boot into town? I don't know. Why did the man only wear one boot into town? <laughs> he, I'm kind of curious too, are, Jim. Are you curious? Okay. Yeah. yeah. He, he heard there would... He heard there was only a 50% chance of snow. Cha-ching. <laughs> uh? yeah, oh, that, one, that one was a little. That's something you can uh, uh, share with your grandchildren now, Jim. So, yeah, I mean, yeah. that's they, they might get the chuckle out of anybody other than that. I don't think so. But anyway, you know, we tried. <laughs> hey, uh, I want to thank yeah. you again for being on the show. If somebody wants to get a hold of you, what would be the best way to do that, Jim? Um, they can call my cell phone number. Uh, but or in the call the office, my cell phone number is 920-841-0672, or they call the office at 920-757-9990. And then, of course, just click on the internet, uh, blackhawk.com, that's B-L-A-C-K-H-A-A-K.com. Perfect. Well, thank you so much for joining us today. Yes, thank you, Jim, for being a, a guest here on TED Speaks, and have a super safe day. Hey, thank you again for having me on. I do appreciate it. And I and I really want to thank you both for helping us start to create this, this culture of safety. And this isn't, uh, I'm not just doing this as a shameless plug, but I am internally <laughs> grateful for the start that we've had as far as um, really, you know, we've done some safety stuff in the past and it hasn't really, you know, hasn't stuck. But one of the things that I'm so appreciative of is you understand we still have to get work done. And also, we also understand that it has to be a, a culture change, a cultural change. You can't just come in and um, drop a hammer and make everything just all of a sudden magically work because you have to have the buy-in. If you don't have the buy-in, you don't have the people willing to do what needs to get done because it has to be autonomous. So that is, it, it's, it's a refreshing change of pace. 
the way you approach it. So I wanted to thank you guys both for, for helping us make sure our employees are, are operating safe and to set this process up so that we continue to just get better and better. I and mean, we did a, a, we did some work today um, where we had some stuff and, and uh, we did an inspection and, and it was just amazing to see the change um, from that type of work, you know, six months ago, nine months ago to what we see now as, as far as, as far as the safety procedures that we've been following and, and maintaining. So thank you for that. Well, well, thank you, Jim, for the kind words. But uh, as you know, it starts with you, you as a leader and, and your leadership team. So uh, thank you and uh, have a super day. Yeah, it's appreciated. Thanks, Jim. All right. Have a great day. Talk soon. Thank okay. you again. Bye-bye. Yes, bye now. Thank you for listening to TED Speaks with Ted Carew, owner of Total Health and Safety Solutions, providing health and safety support to businesses by customizing a safety process to fit their needs, big or small. Please connect at ted.carew at healthandsafetynow.com or visit our website, healthandsafetynow.com to share your safety stories or find out more about how we can work together to ensure your people go home safely and turn an expense into a profit center. Follow us and leave a review on your favorite podcast app. Have a super safe week. 